0: And welcome to episode 39 of Stocks and Sports, brought to you by Basketball Kid, a book written by Evan Goldstein, available on Kindle and in paperback from Amazon. In this week's edition of Stocks and Sports, we'll do the fan favorite, Thunder Round, featuring Robin Hood, Facebook, which is now known as Meta, and Square. Then, in the sports section, I'll share my favorite fantasy running back, wide receiver, and quarterback for the remainder of the season. Lastly, I will answer the two Q&A questions that were submitted regarding fantasy football. I hope you enjoy! And before we get started with the Thunder Round, I have one quick announcement to make. As you may have noticed with recent episodes, if you listen to Stocks and Sports via Spotify, there are Q&As attached to the episodes regarding fantasy football questions or Thunder Round Stocks that you would like an opinion on. And if you answer the Q&A, I will make sure to feature your question in an upcoming episode. In fact, we had two questions regarding sports, so as mentioned in the preview, I will answer those submissions. Now... It is time for the Thunder Round! So let's start things off with Siri in Utah, Siri!
1: Booyah, Evan. Thanks for taking my call. Was wanting to hear your take on Square.
0: Thanks. As of late, Square stock has really stayed put, up only 2% year-to-date. However, throughout the majority of this 11-month span, the Delta variant really kept people away from getting out where Square can make a lot of money. But something that I pointed out last time I talked about this company is that from March of 2020 to February of 2021, Square stock skyrocketed 630%. (coughs) And the revenues at the time were mainly driven by when people ordered through platforms like DoorDash, they prepay through Square's POS, which is point of sale system. However, Square is mainly used at places like food carts or hair salons. And with the Delta variant, people were avoiding going out. But with COVID cases falling yet again, as COVID boosters are rolling out, as well as kids like me being able to get vaccinated, consumers are likely going to feel more comfortable going out to food carts. And when they pay, a lot of those places will be using Square. So to put this into perspective, if Square could go up, 630% with hair salons and small restaurants closed. Just think about the possibilities with all these destinations open. And if things get worse with COVID, Square has a safety net with revenues that come from people paying using this product for items from food delivery. So with all of this said, Square really is in a great position right now. And due to that, if I could be owning only four to five stocks right now, Square For sure, would be one of them. Now let's hear from Siri in Florida, Siri.
1: Thanks for taking my call. I'm looking for relatively cheap stocks to be buying and Wanted to know what you think about Robinhood. Again,
0: thanks. Well, I just don't really see much upside in owning this stock, given the numbers. Well, lately we have seen a lot of technology-related companies see a fall in increase of users, something that we have not seen much, is companies flat out having less users than they did the previous quarter. Well, Robinhood is one of those companies that had more users a quarter ago, 22.5 million. than they did this quarter, 22.4 million. And while 100,000 doesn't seem like a lot, that means that they had 100,000 more people leave than they had joined, which really is saying a lot about the company's growth. In addition, Ever since the days following the company's IPO in late July, when the stock was at $68, the price per share has constantly dropped, all the way down to the $28 mark they're at now, showing that things just haven't gone well lately. So with these growth problems present, I would be staying away from Robinhood stock. And as competitors like Coinbase are also seeing similar difficulties, I would be staying away from the sector as a whole. Or else it could be a big train wreck. Now let's finish things off with Siri in New York. Siri!
1: Booyah, Evan. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Uh, Siri, you there?
1: Oh, sorry about that. After Facebook changed its name to Meta, are you a fan of the stock? Thanks.
0: Well, did the stock rise on the news that Facebook one of the best-known companies in the world changed their name to Meta? Yes! Am I a fan of this change? Not really. Last time we featured Facebook on the Thunder Round, I said that I did not feel comfortable owning this stock due to the fact that they weren't really invested into other sectors excluding social media, and they didn't have a safety net. Well, now, many could argue that they did just that, investing into the Metaverse which is pretty similar to virtual reality. However, in my opinion, they did the opposite of having a safety net by investing a lot of money in the metaverse. Such a big investment that they changed the company's name. I've said previously that I like Microsoft stock because they have safety nets with products like computers and the Xbox. Both things that have already shown great growth. Much of the technology for this metaverse hasn't even been created yet so we don't even know if this is something that consumers will want to use if it's even possible, and if Meta will profit from this, which shows that this is not a safety net. And now that Meta has poured in all of this money to make their hope a reality, if this does not work out for them, that could be a major problem for the business. So until there is any proof that this metaverse can even exist, yet actually make money, you definitely should be avoiding Meta. But for BitCap companies, of course, Microsoft is my favorite, with all of these actual safety nets. Although, if you want to be invested into the social media category, I would wait for a ByteDance, which is TikTok's parent company's IPO, if it happens in the next year or two, and invest into it, as they have shown rapid growth in revenues and users in comparison to competitors. And that's the conclusion of the fun! And now it's time for Sports! As we are now over halfway through what is the longest NFL season ever? Many people can now make fantasy predictions on what players will win your fantasy league going forward, but it is impossible to always be right, especially when things like Robert Woods getting injured, or the Chiefs having a sudden turnaround against the Raiders, or even playoff-hungry Chargers not showing consistent play show up. But now, I'm going to try to help you win your fantasy league by sharing my favorite fantasy running back, quarterback and wide receiver going forward. And my RB1 for the remainder of the season is... Nick Chubb! While many may be surprised by this pick, Chubb currently being the RB14 for total fantasy points per game, if you dig into the stats, this one really is a no-brainer. Coming off a strong 30-point performance before missing last week's game due to COVID, likely will make his trade value higher, which for fantasy managers trying to acquire him is a minus, I don't think that even managers who have Chubb think of him as an RB1 for the rest of the year. So if you can give away someone who may be more appealing, you might just be able to get this running back. And if you currently have him, well, that's even better. For starters, when it comes to average rushing yards per game, he is second, sitting right behind injured Derrick Henry. In addition, he is averaging just about one rushing touchdown per game, which puts him in third behind, well, Derrick Henry and James Conner. And while we have seen some good numbers from Chubb this season, with Kareem Hunt active, without him, he noticeably plays better. And with Hunt likely out for the next few weeks with a calf injury, that should boost his points as well. And one final stat that really caught my eye, that I think puts him as the RB1 in fantasy football going forward is the fact that of his seven games remaining this season, five of them are against bottom ten defenses when it comes to points allowed per game to RBs, while he only has one game against the top ten run defense in the Steelers. And my QB1 for the remainder of the season is... Matthew Stafford! While this one may also be a little surprising to some, Stafford currently the QB six when it comes to total fantasy points scored, I think that going forward, Stafford is definitely a quarterback to be watching. Showing that he's a top-tier QB, Matthew Stafford is leading the league in pass yards, while in third for pass TDs, just behind the great Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And unlike many other QBs, Stafford is very consistent with his play, tied for first with seven multiple touchdown games. Five of those weeks, he had three or more TDs, and he just has so many receiving threats surrounding him, from Cooper Cup to Tyler Higbee, and now even Odell Beckham Jr. Plus, if you want to trade for him, now is the time, as his trade value has definitely dropped, with his past two performances not meeting to expectations. And similarly, as I said with Chubb, what I think puts him as the QB1 is the fact that just about half of his remaining games are against bottom 12 fantasy defenses for quarterbacks. And my wide receiver one for the remainder of the season is... Cooper Cup. Even though when I share my picks, I like to have what I think is true, I like it even more when my predictions are quite surprising. However, when it comes to my wide receiver one for the remainder of the season, there is no denying that it will be Cooper Cup. At least in my eight-team league, he was drafted in the seventh round, taken 20th among wide receivers. But no wideout this year has come even close to doing what Cup has done, leading the league in receptions by 10, touchdowns by one, and receiving yards by 200. And something that I found very interesting is that no one receiver is behind Cup in these stats twice, let alone three times, which shows that there is no dominant wide receiver this year excluding Cup. And most importantly, he is averaging 26 fantasy points per game, which is the most among receivers by five. Plus, while the addition of OBJ May slightly impact his performance in a negative way. What will have a bigger and positive impact is the fact that Rams receiver Robert Woods is out for the season, which will for sure cause a rise in targets for Cup. And as I said before, with Stafford, as the Rams' pass offense has an easy schedule, that also benefits Cup. As mentioned previously. We got two Q&A responses regarding fantasy football. The first one was whether you should drop Derrick Henry or keep him on your lineup. Well, this one really depends on his recovery, if there is someone who's going to recover from any injury the quickest, it's going to be Derrick Henry. Well, some say that he could be done for the year, even if he returns for just a week or two at the end of the regular season, I think that they will play him, especially if they are fighting for a first-round bye in the playoffs. And best of all, if he does return, it will be in time for fantasy football playoffs, the most important time of the fantasy season. And he has great matchups in the last three games of the year, as he has two bottom 10 rush defenses. So while that could not matter at all, if he doesn't even return, I believe that it is possible. So I would not be dropping him and keeping DH in your IR slot. And our second question was of what quarterback you should drop. Well, I have one QB who is rostered in over 70% of leagues and is worth dropping, or if not, trading away. That quarterback being Derek Carr. Looking pretty bad in the ugly loss to the Chiefs, a team that has the second worst pass defense in the NFL. I think with that and his previous performances, it is time to let him go. And while many like the fact, that he is 3rd in the league in passing yards, he is 14th in pass touchdowns, even behind players like Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. And I even think that they will start using backup quarterback Marcus Mariota more, especially on 3rd or sometimes even 4th and short. There are even rumors that Mariota will be their QB on several red zone plays, which would for sure take away some of Carr's touchdowns opportunities. Thank you so much for listening, and if you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe so you get a notification when a new episode comes out. You can also follow our Instagram page, at Official Stocks and Sports, or even our TikTok page, at Stocks and Sports, where you can get episode previews extra stock picks, as well as sports predictions, and so much more. And also, don't forget to buy my book, Basketball Kid, on sale on Kindle for only 2 dollars and for 8 dollars in paperback from Amazon.
1: All opinions expressed by Evan Goldstein are his and you should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. Past performance is not indicative of future results. He doesn't guarantee any specific outcome.